Hey, everybody, we are back live from Chicago. It is the Sports Doctor. I want to welcome Dr. Frances Ram, Ph.D. She's a financial coach, radio host on this network of financial fitness with the Money Doctor. She's the author of Retire Debt, Retire Well, Retire Sooner. For Dr. Francis, uh, welcome to the Sports Doctor. Well, thanks, Dr. Bob. How are you? Well, I'm glad that the Sports Doctor is meeting the Money Doctor. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> uh, the, it's a topic we talk about all the time in the world of youth sports or even uh, any level of sports, which is these financial challenges and the educational side, what makes sense. So give us some uh, background on yourself, your show, um, and and, uh, your book. Well, gosh. uh, In short, uh, I was a registered investment advisor or an independent broker uh, since I was 23, which, if you can do the math, I'm now 60, so I've been doing this a while. Uh, The book is called Retire Debt and Retire Well, Retire Sooner, Live Better, Debt-Free, Including Mortgage. Where were you when I needed you? Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> right here, baby. Right. Um, because of because although I was doing investment work for people, what I realized is there was a real lack of financial literacy, uh, and it was manifesting in people building up a lot of debt, even while they were trying to save for retirement. And so I had to find a way to pay it off sooner. Uh, fast forward, I developed some software, which is now patented. And so we manage debt, budget, and retirement while people are learning the skills that they need to continue to do well in life. And so because we do that and because we're now, you know, a couple of generations deep in doing that, we field a lot of questions about, you know, getting kids through college, getting them out of high school and and how much they wish that the adults wish that their parents had imparted some sort of financial skills. And one of the complaints I hear repeatedly is, why don't they teach this in schools? So they do teach some finance in some schools. Even the government has put out a financial literacy course. Unfortunately, it seems to be missing a giant segment, which is to talk about debt and managing your money at a basic level. So people learn things like how to invest in the stock market, but they don't necessarily learn how to balance their checkbook. So when we're talking about the next generation and parents say things to me like, but my kid is great at basketball or football and, you know, he's being scoped out by coaches and he's going pro, you know, we're trying to decide where he's going to play college ball or where she's going to play, you know, a college sport. There's almost no talk about what they will do, not only to finance it going through college if they don't get a full ride, but what they're teaching these kids about their future whether they do or don't Well, that's been one of the big topics, Francis. When we're talking with families of high-performance youngsters who might be dealing with traveling teams and traveling expenses and club teams and ice time, which are many of the families that I've worked with over the decades, uh, one of the expertises I always wanted to add, uh, besides the physical side of training, the mental side of training, uh, like on my first guest, Dr. Calloway, we would include this aspect, which you have, you know, families um, uh, uh, educating themselves on how to deal with uh, the uh, youth sports expenses. It's interesting. On the other end of the spectrum, last week, uh, Jeff Williams with Biz Starters was talking about 
uh, the seniors and starting new businesses and then paying attention to, to whatever the, the financial okay. uh, challenges might be. And uh, uh, again, you know, the idea, you have a great question. Why aren't some of these skills, both the mental side of everything, the mental game, as I call it, let alone the financial side, paid more attention in school. Uh, but again, for, for some of these families who are really uh, looking to take big part in youth sports, then uh, uh, what are some of the things that are important to you for them to be better prepared? Well, I think the things that, you know, we all know about, right, try to keep your debt low, try to understand what your student loans might cost if, in fact, you're going to have to take on student debt. Um, But still, I think families are ill-prepared to do that. And so one of the things that that we talk about is this new NIL law, a couple of years old now, where, you know, where college students, college athletes can make money on their name, image, and likeness, right? So this is a big now, deal. This is this has become a big, a big deal as 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 we see. You know, Deion Sanders' sons, I think, getting four million a year with the uh, with Colorado, but this has changed the whole landscape. I'm so glad you brought that up. Well, precisely because first of all, you know, I I used to have this gripe, and I've gotten off of it a bit, but that we're asking, you know, high schoolers, 17-year-olds, to decide where they want to go to college, what they want to do, and almost no education about what those student loans will be like. Now, that's bad enough, but when you start to set these kids up for college ball or college sports, and you say to them at a high school level, look, when you go to college now, you'll be able to make money on your name, image, and likeness. When when we start to combine those NIL payments, with the cost of attendance payments and the housing stipend that some of these colleges can offer now, these kids can be managing or not managing thousands of dollars per semester. And nobody's talking to them about what to do about it. They don't have the, the support that a pro athlete has. How about the pro athlete when he signs to $25 million? You know, I had an expert on from the, uh, national, from the uh, national Publicity Summit, gosh, a year, year and a half, two years ago, and she, well, her, her thing, she was a financial person, said 75% of professional athletes after five years are broke. I said, whoa. But she yeah. was talking again about, you know, these on the other extreme of, you know, these kinds of lack of education compared to preparing. Um, again, where some of these parents are spending ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a year for their, their club sports hockey or volleyball or swimming or whatever it happens to be. Um, but this new world, again, where a, a youngster can come out of high school and be offered big money from the local car dealer or whatever. You know, over the yeah. years, the NCAA, Dr. Francis, uh, you know, if you got $2 to sign your hat, you were penalized. <laughs> so uh, this has been a uh, – there must be a lot of interest in that uh, area, this NIL thing. Actually, there is, and you brought up the NCAA. They did a study that said that even athletes are asking for this. They're begging for this information. 39% of the women in their study and 42% of the men athletes were saying that they were looking for more education and resources when it came to NIL opportunities, to managing those. So, and, you know, you mentioned women's sport and women's swimming. You know, female athletes, I'm not a huge feminist, but I am a woman, right? Female athletes face these unique challenges. So, you know, they have a harder time getting these NIL things, possibly, um, but 
recently women's basketball, volleyball, softball, and swimming, which you mentioned. What, are you kidding me? This kid from Iowa is the biggest star in the, in the country. Uh, exactly. Caitlin, uh, <laughs> yes. So this is, uh, uh, you know, the women, it's amazing uh, the uh, uh, advances that have been made in so many in so many different areas. Um, tell us a little bit about um, uh, your radio show. Oh, the radio show, believe it or not, is called Financial Fitness. With that's the a great dog. title. That's a that's a great title. Well, thank you. I mean, we chose that title because we're fit in other areas of our lives, but we right. aren't fit. Really. And people see finances, you know, this awful thing. I don't want to make a budget. I, you know, it's always a, a a, a sort of a taboo subject. And so we we said, you know what, this is really about financial literacy and the human condition. And it's about getting that part of your life in shape, you know, and, and being able to manage your finances well so that that's not dragging you down. It allows you to focus on the other things you want to focus on. And I, I just think it's so sad, um, but there's a huge opportunity here to hear at the same time for these high schoolers to start getting this kind of education about their finances and the parents yeah, it's just got to be included uh, the the yeah. uh, uh, the financial fitness as well now again the big 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 fight for the mental fitness to be included big time doctor what's the best site people can find out about your show your book and you oh they can find us on the web at hugyourmoney.com and of course look for financial fitness with the Money Doctor right here on BBS Radio or anywhere you get your podcast. Another great title. You hug your money. That's really you know, <laughs> that uh, uh, is uh, it, it's such an important topic again. Uh, as, as again, you know, and people they want to stay healthy. They want to stay healthy longer. You know, eighties the new sixty, and and seventies the new fifty. Uh, uh, the whole world of retirement. You can't watch TV for two minutes without. If it's not a drug commercial or a diet commercial, it's a retirement commercial. It's great that there's attention being paid to this. Um, you're almost as old as I am. And again, in the past, there was virtually no attention paid to any of this. Uh, so it's a uh, definitely a big void that has to continue. But these are the three themes on the sports doctor for 40 years, give or take a few weeks, Dr. Francis, that I've included. One was awareness about whatever we were talking about, whatever the topic. Two was education uh, about whatever the topic was. And three was, was some positive changes, some action that might yes. be able to be taken. And uh, you mentioned a couple of big ones. Um, how do you find the possibility of including these topics in, in the school world? Um, how's that going? <laughs> well, I, you know, I think change is always slow, right? Our brain is telling us whatever we've done so far has kept us alive, so don't change that, right? Uh, so it's a little slow, but I think it is coming coming along. And in fact, when we're talking about these high school athletes, one of the things I hope they take away from this show is to realize that, you know, even though those universities may not be able to pay them directly for their athletic performance and that they might be making money on NIL, there are a lot of, high, a lot of schools that are paying uh, bonuses for excellence in the classroom. So, you know, you could be an athlete who is getting great marks in school and, and get some money directly as bonuses from some of these colleges. And then the, the final thing I would say about uh, this little bit of education we can impart today is that, you know, heads up, this NIL change may be affecting how many scholarships are available. 
the competition is changing the way that we the way that division one uh, schools are looking at bringing in their sports people may affect smaller colleges and their ability to compete and you may see differences in scholarships so you know there's a lot of change here going on and we have to remember that most of these great college athletes will not go pro so this is their shot to make this money and if we don't help them manage it well you know where are they it's all for naught uh yeah let alone again the the uh incredible expense of higher education in the united states is just it's enormous and many times you know that alone when you then add on uh youth sports and we see it again the earlier uh, the more serious, I mean, in my world with figure skating, got serious kids, 10, 11, 12 years old already, training five, six days a week. And again, looking at all of those different expenses, many times these families are uh, looking, you know, for education regarding uh, what's the best way to uh, pr- prepare and deal with uh, some of these different expenses. That, uh, uh, But the world of, again, the college Sports is, is just turned upside down on its head with all of these different changes. Oh, for sure. And, and you've brought up, you know, trying to fund these kids' sports in the early days or, or even while they're in high school, right? It's very expensive. And I, I think there's a real um, sort of a competition to kind of keep up with the Joneses, if you will, or keep up with your neighbors. When kids want to play sports, we want them to be able to do it. And so people are refinancing their homes, they're putting on credit card debt, they're working second jobs, you know, they're doing all kinds of things to try to finance this stuff so these kids can play sports. And many, many parents are thinking, my child is so good at this, they've got a real shot of going pro. But long before they ever get pro. I want to pro, talk more about that, uh, uh, Dr. Francis Ram. Again, one of the hosts here at uh, BBS Radio, and it's the sports doctor, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, we're talking the financial side of everything, uh, health and wellness, sports and non-sports here with Dr. Frances Ram. Uh, she is the host of uh, Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor uh, here with uh, BBS Radio. Dr. Francis, when is it? Is your show live or when is your show? When is it played? Uh, it's live on uh, radio, on WHMP radio at 8 a.m., and then it airs, I believe, on Sundays on CBS at uh, 3 p.m. How long have you done radio work? Uh, about 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it goes by fast. <laughs> it does, yes. It really, really does. I think it's a great uh, medium to have. Sometimes live radio is uh, interesting where somebody gets the time zone mixed up, or something else happens, <laughs> we lose power, and uh, hey, the guest isn't here. Uh, uh, so the live will adds a little bit of uh, extra excitement. We'll talk a little bit about um, the uh, bullet points in your book, uh, Retire Debt, Retire Well, Retire Sooner, um, a little bit. Well, gosh, okay. So the book is, is titled that uh, for all the obvious reasons, that although we teach people how to get out of debt and how to manage a budget, and how to retire well. Um, it turns out that translating 
paying off debt early translates into this very healthy retirement. And so the book is not just a book about advice. Yes, there are chapter after chapter of how to fix problems you might have, but it's also people's stories. And it's the stories that I think uh, people really like, they relate to. Um, so, for instance, there might be a story about a family with um, a challenged child and what they do to try to help him through life. There might be a story about somebody who just wanted to take a vacation to Hawaii, although they were up to their eyeballs in debt, and how do you get that done? Or um, recently I met with a couple that, that had given me their story as well, just trying to get out of debt because that's as far as they could see, right? This is like playing a sport where, you know, you're trying to get to that next hurdle, and they could see to that level, I just want to get out of debt. And and we do that. And as soon as they were out of debt, and we're talking, we're not talking about credit card debt here. We're talking about mortgages and student loans and uh, credit card payments and 401k loans and all the stuff that, that people have. And then once they were out of that, they couldn't believe how fast the money started to stockpile, even though while we were, while we were doing that, we were still getting them, you know, building savings and things. So there are things, um, bullet points like how to build cash reserves, right? Uh, what you should do with your credit cards. Should you transfer them to a 0% balance or not? Um, you know, how do you decide whether you're supposed to buy or lease a car? You know, basic things that you think would be no-brainers, right? Oh, I know how to do that. Yes, I'll go to that 0% credit card. When, in fact, it's all the stuff they don't tell you that matters. So, so yeah, lots of, I mean, we, it's a smattering of everything, including a chapter called Teach Your Children Well, which is about, for instance, how to, how to handle this allowance or how to teach your kids about money in a way that you don't hear in the mainstream. So instead of just giving your kids money and saying, here's your allowance, you can spend it on whatever you want, you start to teach them to apportion the money a certain way, and they get used to that habit, and then later on, that third they were saving for, or that quarter they were saving for college, or they were saving for something else, goes to the IRS in, a, in the adult world, right? But if we never teach people those skills, if we just believe that every penny we make is ours to spend however we want, we never will build that emergency cash reserve that you need to keep you from taking on credit card debt, for instance, at 29%. And again, you know, the the uh, family who's got a couple of kids who are on traveling teams or who are looking to be involved in a club sporting world and understanding, you know, besides later on, um, the uh, advice on a plan to to be able to deal with with this, when somebody knows that, again, you know, I was a serious uh, uh, in, in sports and my kids are going to be in the same situation, and now they're 10, 12, 13 years old, and I'm trying to come up with some sort of advice and plan to deal with um, $15,000 a year worth of personal training <laughs> yeah. and or therapy, yeah. uh, is, is, uh, that doesn't seem to be very available. That's why we like to include it when we're talking um, uh, uh, the sports doctor. Again, whether you're the best athlete in the world or whether you're their mother and father or whether you're a coach. And you're, again, you're looking to, um, uh, what kind of extra information can I find that could be helpful in preparing or dealing with these new, um, bigger expenses? Uh, maybe I need sponsorship by the local car dealer. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I love the way that you think creatively about this. Um, you asked me for some bullet points. I'll, I'll just give you a couple of chapter titles that might ring true to people. But one is the psychology of debt. You know, like you have to be strong about your game. You need to have some idea what makes you tick when it comes to spending or saving. So we talk about the psychology of debt. There's a story in here called Saying Goodbye to the Legends of Baseball that talks about a guy who had built up this incredible baseball card collection and had to start letting them go because he got himself dug in a little too deeply. Uh, Hug Your Education is a chapter. Knowledge debt, financing college. So there's this plenty of information in there about how to deal with these kinds of things, but it isn't it isn't only for high schoolers or college age kids. It's for everybody. Um, so, you know, I, I just hope when we do these kinds of shows, Dr. Bob, that people hear it and they, instead of just brushing it off saying, oh, there's another person talking about money, that what they hear is, hey, there's a person talking about money to me, <laughs> right? And I need to pay attention. Well, to you these just things. mentioned oh, a major. You may have mentioned a major, major point in that chapter: the psychology of debt. Yeah. Uh, you could probably talk about that for ten shows. Uh, again, the mental game, which we talk so much about on the sports doctor and all of its aspects, whether someone's trying to stick to their diet, whether they're trying to stick to their the exercise. Uh, this is the time of year where many times I. I see my New Year's resolutionist fall by the wayside when I have uh, people on from the, the health club industry. But again, the psychology of debt uh, is, is a powerful point uh, to once somebody can um, pay attention to including that uh, makes a lot of sense. Yes, it absolutely does. But first, you have to understand what that is. And that usually means that someone else has to hold the mirror up a bit. It's not that someone's going to diagnose you as a bad spender or a good saver, but it's that somebody asks questions of you and helps you discover, like you would in, in any kind of um, coaching experience, discover what, what makes it work for you. How do you learn to run faster? What do you have wrong with your golf swing? Why, why are you making too much splash in the water, right? And you can learn the same thing. A lot of bullets, things. I guess. Uh, I knew the time flew by, Dr. Francis Graham. Again, give us the best site people could find out about you, the show, the book. Absolutely. They can reach us at HugYourMoney.com right there on the web. HugYourMoney.com. Let me grab this. Dr. Francis, thanks so much for joining me. Great Thank to you have you on with our shout-out to our friend Deborah Emerson. Here on BBS Radio. Hold on, Francis. We'll be right back, everybody, with the Sports Doctors in.